Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. We are two best friends making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We started in 1933 with King Kong. Today we're in 1993 because we kind of skipped this one. And we're going back to talk about Attack of the 50-Foot Woman from 1993, remake of Woo! the 1958 film. This was a made-for-TV movie, made-for-HBO, though apparently it did have a theatrical release in other countries Oh, uh, after uh, it was on TV. So there you go. Uh, United Kingdom, France, and Germany it had a theatrical release. Nice. It stars Daryl Hannah as Nancy Cobb Archer. Oh my god. She's the mermaid. What what is that movie where she's the mermaid? Splash. What was it? Splash. Oh my god. I love that movie. That was her first big thing. She was also in Roxanne. Most recent thing I can think of is Kill Bill. Or Kill Bill Volume 2, specifically. Uh, Looks like she was in a Netflix show, Sense8, in Hmm. 2015. Let's see if there's anything more recent. In 2021, she was in something called The Now. I don't know. 11 episodes of something called The Now. I don't know what that is. Daniel Baldwin is Harry Archer. William Wyndham is Hamilton Cobb. Francis Fisher as Dr. Theodora Cushing, Christy Conaway as Louise Honey Parker, Paul Benedict as Dr. Victor Loeb, O'Neill Compton as Sheriff Denby, Victoria Haas as Deputy Charlotte Charlie Spooner. Yeah, baby. Louis Arquette as Mr. Ingersoll, Xander Berkeley as Second Man, Hamilton Camp as Prospector Eddie, Kai Benson as Alien Woman 2, and Berta Wagfjord as Alien Woman 1. Honeybee, what are your thoughts on Attack of the 50-Foot Woman? I love when we do remakes because, you know, we have, like, the something to compare it to. Like, you know, we can look both at both mm-hmm. movies and, like, see what they kept, see what they didn't, see the different times, you know. So what, what was the first movie in, like, the 50s, 60s? I think it was 50s, right? Like 58 or something 58. like that? 58. So 
Yeah. Late. So. Late 50s. Yeah, we can definitely see the time difference. Like, this is very much. Because, like, there was so much going on in the first movie with, like, um, her husband and the, like, town tramp. And then, like, Jess was kind of like her father figure. She didn't necessarily have a father figure. Um,. Jess was the butler in the first movie. Like, there's so many differences, but you can really see where they kept certain things or changed certain things, and I really did enjoy this movie a lot more. I'm super glad that we have the first one, super glad that we saw the first one. I just really loved the changes we made. Like, the 50-foot woman isn't knocked out for most of this movie, which the first one, she was sedated for such a long period of time that it was like, she saw the UFO, saw the alien, you know, and then it was like she was unconscious and then she was attacking the city. And there was no kind of like growth or in between in the first movie. And in this movie, they didn't do that. They, she was like awake the whole time, really. There was only like a scene where she was knocked out and it wasn't because she was sedated. Um, I also thought the, Honey in this movie was not as horrible as our original Honey because our original Honey was very much like telling, you know, the husband how to take her out and that he like needed to get rid of her and all of these things. And in this movie, she still sucks. And she still, but there's some sort of like, I don't know, like girl power thing happening in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was kind of nice. I really enjoyed that aspect. I really liked that. Like at the, when she's like, you can't be a dumb whore your whole life. Like we got to band together. And uh, it was just, I did like it. I really like loved the things that we kind of see in this movie that we kept from the last movie, but that were just changed for the time period. And, yeah, my initial thoughts are, oh, my God, she's the mermaid. And I really <laughs> loved it. <laughs> One thing, though, I really did miss Jess. I was kind of sad that her she actually had a dad in this movie, whereas, like, in the last movie, it felt like Jess was kind of her father figure. And in this movie, she had a dad, and he fucking sucked. And that was a total bummer. But I, there was so much about it that I loved, and um, yeah, I'm I'm happy that we, I'm so happy that we went back to it because when you were like, oh, we missed it, I was like, oh shit, bummer. It's probably not gonna be that great. And then it was actually quite a surprise. I I really enjoyed, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> right. I think both of the women are more sympathetic in this version. They, everybody yes, was off for sure. the original one. Everybody, except for Jess, except for the butler. He was like the only person. Yes. Even even the deputy in the first one, remember, he was kind of a shit. Like he, he took yeah. a bribe from yes. the husband or something. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then in this one, I was like, oh, my God, it's like a tiny woman. Like, yay. <laughs> it was so much better, you know. And there's this whole scene where... Uh, the sheriff and the deputy have this whole conversation that's yes. just kind of about them that's not really advancing the plot it's just telling us a little bit about their characters and I liked that I, I was kind of thought I was like is Charlie trans or uh, yeah just, then somebody finally too. mentions specifically somebody or I, I'm like did they just cast this woman and didn't care 
what's going on? And then at some point, somebody specifically says that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And in 92, uh, she doesn't correct them or anything like that. And that wasn't really, you know, in the public consciousness in 93. Uh, it, I mean, existed, but we weren't all talking about it. So right. I, I don't know if that was just trying to um, show us a different kind of woman in the movie or if it was just an actress that they liked. And I don't know. I don't know why they made that choice, but I'm glad they did. I liked her. I did, too. I thought it was such a oh, good choice to make. It really it really added to the like women power for me in this movie. Yeah. One that we have a uh, where are they now thing at the end. With a bunch of them. Yes, so cute. And Charlie, what, Charlie's running for governor, I think? And <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I didn't mention that it was directed by Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest from Spinal Tap and director of such things as Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show and A Mighty Wind and For Your Consideration Ooh. and Mascots. And the eighth... Lord Hayden Guest, eighth Baron of Hayden Guest, uh, and married to Jamie Lee Curtis. Nice. Yes, Christopher Guest is a British Lord. He is the eighth Baron of Hayden Guest, if you didn't know. I didn't. So let's get into the plot of this movie. I got a summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. The film begins by following a tour group at a memorial museum dedicated to Nancy Archer. The patrons are shown a film with Dr. Loeb, who explains that the events surrounding Nancy Archer were true. Now, I always hate it when they do this. <laughs> when they open the book at the Why? beginning, but they don't close it at the end. Oh. It's just, it's a narrative thing. You see, it's, the movies will start with some sort of a framing device, but then they leave off the back part of the frame they don't come back to the narrator or the whatever to close mm-hmm. it off and you see this all the time I think Disney's Aladdin does this a uh, bunch of movies do this I just feel like if you're going to open the book at the beginning you got to close it at the end <laughs> I wanted to mention Dr. Loeb uh, he was, I, I always just love when he shows up in something. He was the number painting guy on Sesame Street. And Aww. he was the neighbor, that's Paul Benedict. He was the neighbor, Harry Bentley, on the Jeffersons. And, cool. Uh, I always, always liked him. And I don't think he was in enough stuff. Uh, anyway, the patrons are shown a film by, with Dr. Loeb, who explains that the events surrounding Nancy Archer were true. Nancy's late mother bequeathed her entire estate to her. Her father, Hamilton Cobb, hopes to use the money to gain control over the town they live in. Nancy sees her psychiatrist, Dr. Cushing, about her low self-esteem and bad marriage to Harry Archer. Is the psychiatrist uh, McGonagall? No. I can't, can't, she like, I know who she is, but I can't tell what I know her from. She was in, let's see, what might you have seen her in? Titanic, Unforgiven, True Crime. This is Francis Louise Fisher. House of Sand and Fog, Laws of Attraction, The Kingdom, The Valley of Ella, Jolene, Lincoln Lawyer, and The Host. None of that ringing a bell? Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen most of these movies, but I'm just, like, trying to picture her in them, and I just, like, can't. But her face, I just knew her face. I'm like, why do I know your face? <laughs> where, where have I seen this face? <laughs> her first credit here is Edge of Night, which is a soap opera from the 50s. Hmm. Well, it's probably started in 55, but it probably ran for, for decades. Yeah, sure. Anyway, where was I? <laughs> no, she is so, not so Maggie Smith. She's not Maggie Smith. Um, her husband frequently spends time with the beautiful mistress, Honey Parker, the town beautician, together with whom he discusses his plans to steal the family's business away from Nancy's father. This doesn't make sense. D- despite her <sighs> attempts to confront Harry, Nancy cannot express her anger in a healthy manner, allowing both her and her husband and her father to take advantage of her. Why go to the trouble of, you know, marrying the boss's daughter if you're not going to just chill out and wait for the boss to die i don't know what all what's the point of all these shenanigans you know just have yeah, some patience yeah i feel like i just have some patience <laughs> don't do it at all is what you mean <laughs> this is fucked <Yeah>. up <laughs> well sure but it's i yeah. mean it's also a bad idea to cheat to cheat on the boss's daughter but apparently the boss doesn't care he gives he zero fucks yeah yeah this comes up at some point and he just doesnn't give a shit where it's the appropriate li- response is how dare you run around on my daughter uh you're fired but no no he he response. his literal words yeah he's like if you cheat on your wife or he's like i don't care if you cheat on your wife just don't embarrass me. It's like, wow. Right. What do you mean your wife? But don't you also, mean my kid? <laughs> yeah. But it's also implied that he's got something going on with the same woman. Yeah. So. I feel like this movie was like way more ruthless than the last one. Like Harry seems like a little more slimy. And then like the dad, like it was just the pacing is so much different in this movie that it just made right. everything that was bad seem so much worse. I feel like than the first, than the first uh, well, time we watched I it. I think it's also because, because, um, Nancy's more sympathetic in the first one. She's kind of, she's a, what, like a drunken bitch and he's an asshole and not that it makes it okay to cheat on her, but you can see that they just don't get along and she doesn't really like him and he doesn't really like her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's just a big mess. Whereas in this one, Daryl Hannah is doing her best and just being taken advantage of by everybody. So, so yeah, it all seems much meaner. There's a little bit of victim blaming in that she oh. doesn't have the self-confidence to take, you know, to defend herself until yeah. she gets big. Right. And in the 58 version, it was like no one took her seriously. Everyone was like calling her a drunk, even though it didn't seem like she really was drunk. And and she had also in the first one she, or like in the original one, she had been um, like institutionalized before. Like she had been and everyone kept harping on that. Whereas in this one, they were like her mother, her mother was crazy. Her mother was institutionalized. And I don't know why, but that just really gave a different dynamic to just like her character and like the the characters as a whole, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, she gets uh she sees UFO while driving one night in the desert. She sees a UFO which shines a bright light at her. 
She keeps it secret out of concern of becoming a laughingstock, but knows it was real. She finally convinces Harry to accompany her on another nighttime drive in the desert, but the UFO is nowhere in sight. Suddenly, the ship descends from the sky. Getting out of the car for a closer look, Nancy is trapped by a bright light and disappears along with the UFO. Harry quietly returns to town and does not even report the kidnapping to the local authorities, <laughs> Sheriff Denby and Deputy Charlie. Jesus, what an asshole. May I guess he was just hoping she wouldn't come back and yeah, he could have her so. declared dead in seven years or something. A day's Nancy is later found atop Honey's salon and is brought home. Her father is suspicious that Harry left her out in the desert while Harry denies any wrongdoing. Uh, there was some wrongdoing. There was definitely some wrongdoing. We also have to talk about whenever uh, Honey finds her on the rooftop and she kind of like, like she's like kind of disoriented. So it's kind of like she's drunk and she's like, we should have lunch and like boops her on the nose. Like she like <laughs> boops Honey on the nose. I laughed so hard because it's like, this is the woman that her husband is cheating on her with and she knows it. And she just walks up yeah. to this woman all kind of like drunk like and just like very sweetly like boops her nose and is like, we should have lunch. Do you eat? And then just <laughs> passes out. It was so cute. It was so funny. Uh, Harry accuses Hamilton of neglecting his own wife after she was locked away at a sanitarium. Ironically, which is what Harry attempted to do after Nancy told him about the UFO. As the two men argue, Nancy loses her temper, shouting that she can speak for herself and her mother. Suddenly, to everyone's surprise, she begins to grow. Her clothes tear and rip as her head goes smashing through the ceiling into the attic. Thank the goodness she morning. was wearing very stretchy undergarments because they did not yes. rip. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a little surprised, this being an HBO movie and everything, that we didn't get some nudity. We got a, we got a butt. Um, one we, of them. We get to see Honey's oh. booty. Oh, did we? I, I guess I missed Yeah, that. just her butt. Just is very quick. She like, her and Harry like just finished like fucking and she like gets off the bed and walks to the bathroom and closes the door and we just like see her naked from behind for like a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next morning, Nancy is relocated to a large stable. There she is introduced to Dr. Loeb. He observed a hormonal surge that, accord, that occurred during Nancy's growth. Scared, Nancy asked that he find a cure while keeping it a secret. Unable to convince her to move to a controlled therapeutic environment, Dr. Loeb explains to Harry that Nancy's condition is unique and precarious. The strain of her heart to sustain her new size would make any stress too dangerous for her. This gives Harry an idea to get rid of her. You piece of shit. As she grows, Nancy becomes more self-confident and strong-willed, empowered by her new strength over everyone else. Eventually, yes, she invites work. her to dinner <laughs> and discusses her physical, mental, and emotional growth. She thinks it will make their marriage stronger, and she has a number of other ideas. However, Harry speculates that more stress will overload her heart and blood pressure and that she will die, leaving the family business and its money to him. This this part is this we this this part is horrible because okay wait before we get to this part just like a few things that leading up to this part that I just thought were so freaking cute to like show her size 
she's like flipping a tire around her finger like you would do like a hair tie or like a keychain. Uh-huh. You know, she's just like flipping a full ass tire around her finger. I thought that was so cute. Um, Harry at one point tells, I think he's telling Honey, but I could be wrong. He's like, we should kill her and then sell her carcass to the Ringling Brothers. I was like, holy (laughs) shit. Like, how did she marry this man and then continues to chase him, even though he's this much of a piece of shit? Um, And then also when she meets the doctor, um, I think this is a little bit later, actually. But when she meets the doctor and he has that, like, huge syringe, his assistant is holding a giant cotton ball. (laughs) Yes. It was just so funny it was just so funny and then i also did love the um the talk between charlie and the sheriff like just about like charlie like asking the sheriff like is that love like what why are if he's actually like you know explaining to charlie that this isn't love they don't love each other this is what happens when you let your life you know pass you by and you make all of these bad decisions and it just oh it was so it was such a good moment i really loved it but when we get to the point where Harry and Nancy are having dinner, oh, I was so angry. I was so angry because she's still trying so hard to like be his wife yeah. and to be loved by him and to love him and to meet him halfway. And he just goes off on her about Honey being like a better woman than her, being better in bed. Um, he slept with her cousin apparently, and it's it, he's saying all of these things to like get her heart to like explode or whatever. But he's just so disgusting. Like she's really trying to connect with him, and he just loses it and like basically accuses her of wanting to have sex with him in like with her size and his size. And he's like, "What do you want me to do? Get a wetsuit and a flashlight?" And I was like dude like you are so fucking gross like why would you even you did not have to say that like you did not have to that is not what is happening here you fucking piece of shit i just was like just so angry i was like smush him smush him smush him (laughs) like you piece of shit like why is he i mean obviously he's like trying to get her to have a heart attack or whatever but it just felt so evil for him to say the things that he's saying about Honey being better in bed, and then her, his her cousin being like a better lover than her, and oh god, it just really pissed me off. God, it pissed me off. Anyways, uh, yeah. Well, this next paragraph is pretty much what you just said. Harry pretending to be unhinged oh. by Nancy's <laughs> suggestions, but carrying out his plan to overload her heart so that she dies, reveals his affair with Honey as well as earlier flings deliberately insults and angers her so, so much that she faints from the stress, crashing into the stable. Escaping to Honey's salon, he celebrates Nancy's apparent death by offering her Nancy's diamond necklace. Nancy Which wakes is her up mother's, and searches through by the, the way. for Harry. Yeah. Harry. Does she call out, like, in the original, just over and over again, yeah. Harry? Yeah, she does, but she isn't, like, as, like, she's pretty pissed off. Also, while in this scene yeah. where um, Harry goes to the beautician and she's, like, giving him a strip tease, they keep doing this camera thing where they, like, go to Harry and Honey and she's, like, stripping and, like, and then, like, it goes back to Nancy just, like, pass the fuck out, just... 
Like she's not snoring, but she just like is passed out. And they do this like four times. And I'm like, why do they keep showing her? Like she's just knocked the fuck out. And then like, of course she opens her eyes, but I was laughing so hard. Like, why do they keep doing this camera angle where it's like strip tease, strip tease. Ooh. And then just like, (laughs) just like pass the fuck out. It was so funny. It was so funny. Eventually she does like open her eyes and it's like, Oh shit. You know, but Oh my God, it was so funny. I was dying. (laughs) So she gets up to go look for him and passes a drive through drive. It says drive through theater, drive in theater showing attack of the 50 foot woman. Hilarious. Uh, Can't imagine a drive through theater. It just shows you the movie really quick as you go through. (laughs) Finding honey and Harry, she grabs honey, but spares her telling her she doesn't have to act stupid. Harry hides under the desk in pure fear. He crawls away feeling more scared than he has ever felt. Nancy is back for revenge. Trying not to Snap scream him. or cry, he runs to his car. Snap Nancy him in follows half. him and dumps him in her hand. Capturing Harry, she flees into the desert with National Guard helicopters pursuing her. Stopped by some high-voltage power lines. Power lines, yay! And confronted Woo-hoo. by her father and the authorities, she asserts herself and announces her father's ambitions to buy out the town using her money. Due to a miscommunication from the sheriff, a sniper on the helicopter shoots Nancy. Taking a direct hit, she falls onto the power lines, but is rescued and taken away, with Harry still in her grip, by the UFO, okay. proving her claims were real. I'm not going to lie, like, the firefight, not that there was, like, a back and forth, but just, like, them shooting her a bunch of times, like, it looked so lame, but her falling on the power lines and getting electrocuted was hot as fuck. <laughs> like... It was so hot. (laughs) It was just like the way, like the way she's dressed and the way she's like falls back. I was like, damn girl, shit. Okay. It was super hot. But, um, also I I was so surprised because, you know, in the original movie, everybody dies. Like everybody dies. Uh, well, the honey, Harry and Nancy, you know, they all die. So I kept like waiting for this moment. And when she picks up Nancy or when she picks up honey and is like, you can't be a stupid bitch your whole life. Like you, you're better than this. Like you're better than all them. Be smarter. I was like, okay, all right, work. Like we're having like a woman to woman moment, like women supporting women, even though, you know, you've been sleeping with my husband, you know, just you're better than all these assholes. And then we get like, also that moment of her looking into the little like beauty salon was like, Oh, a Kong in the window moment. But it was Harry who hid under the table and not Honey, because in the original, it was Honey who hid under the table and then got smushed by the falling building. But Honey straight pulled out a gun and was like, someone's got to get some balls and shoot her. And she just like snaps that gun out of her hand. She's like, look, don't be an idiot. You're better than all of these people. Like, I was just like, okay, cool. And then when she, you know, does the power lines thing and the UFO comes and gets her, I'm like, well, did she drop Harry? Like, what, where is he? What? What, what is happening? And I'm going to be honest. I wish that he would have died. Like, I don't like <laughs> that she took him on this, like, great expedition where there's just these beautiful, fucking beautiful 50-foot women and their stupid piece of shit, 
boyfriends having therapy. Like, he doesn't deserve therapy. He doesn't want therapy. He doesn't, like, it's not working. He's obviously not going to participate. Like, snap him like a pea. Eat his brain like edamame. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just, like, I am so, like, just fuck that guy. You know? I was sad. <laughs> That he did that he didn't die. I wish he died. I like that he died in the right. first one. I know that that's, that makes me sound horrible, but I don't know. I just felt like that was a weird. Like they all died in the first one, and then none of them died in this one, which is cool and it's great. Uh-huh. But I just think, man, we could have killed him. We we could have killed him off, and it would have been fine. <laughs> you know, like like uh, right. I'm sorry, but fuck that guy. Fuck that guy <laughs> in the neck. <laughs> The uh, the crowds disperse with Honey making a business agreement with Hamilton. Dr. Cushing explains to the press that wherever Nancy is, she now has Harry all to herself. Inside the UFO, Harry is forced to undergo therapy with two other men under a tiny dome, watched over by Nancy and two other giantesses, and the spaceship flies away into the night. I'm not sure the therapy is actually working on the other guys either, but they are, they know what the right thing to say is. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Like, fuck them. They understand. Yeah. They, they've been there a while, I guess already. And so they know at least the right therapy talk to keep from getting in trouble. So annoying. I'm like, I just like the idea that the somewhere there's just a planet of like giant ass fifty foot women, just uh. I feel like uh, it's, you know, have you seen the movie Hercules, the uh, like the cartoon version where the two little henchmen are like, "We are not worthy. We are worms." That's me on the planet with the fifty foot <laughs> okay. women. Uh, no, I started watching it after it came up the last time, but I didn't finish it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I suppose at some point I will. I think the number of liberties they were taking with the source material was getting on my nerves. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm so I'm curious. I guess these other two women are also Earth women, and if that's the case, then who are the aliens? Or you know, if these two other men belong to the other two women, uh, are the aliens also giant women, or are they just something else altogether? Why are they? I know I'm reading too much into this, but why are they doing what they're doing? What is the? Yeah. What's in it for the aliens? It seemed like in the original, it was just sort of an accidental side effect of coming into contact with the alien. Not yeah, and someone said something. Yeah, yeah, totally. And someone said something in the first. In the original, that was like there was like uh, radiation. I think is why yeah. Nancy started to grow. And in this, there's no talk of that. It's just like her hormones, and, and which is so stupid. But there's also a point in the beginning of the movie where she's talking with her therapist, and her therapist is like, "Well, Nancy, what do you do when you get angry? Like, what do you do when you get angry?" And she says this a few times, and. And then when she does get angry, you know, after she's been hit with this beam of alien juice, then she starts growing. So I was like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) I also like that they kept the uh, necklace in the movie, but they didn't name it something. What was it last time? Like the Star of India or something? Or the Diamond of China? Or I can't remember. What was it? Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a big deal in the other one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, actually I in the was, alien spaceship. 
I believe they called it the Star of India, and I think I mentioned at the time that that was absolutely not the Star of India. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the yeah. crown jewels or something. Yeah. Um, it's The Star of India is in the Tower of London. It's not <laughs> some housewife in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I like that they kept the deserty set, too, just, like, very simple. I know it kind of yeah. looks cheap, but it was it was nice that they were just, like, very... I also love the set um, when she's walking through the town. Oh, it looks so good, you know, her walking through the town and, like, all of the, like, buildings... Her just like walking down the street. Uh, there she was. Just a- anyway. So <laughs> I also loved her outfit when she's like that last moment where she's trying to find. She just looks amazing. Like her hair is bigger. Her like outfit is super mm. hot. She's just like ugh, she's so hot. I was like, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, so hot. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, man, I really just wish Harry would have died. And I feel like an asshole saying that, but he's such an asshole. And that was like, I was so disappointed when he was alive. At the end, I was like surprised that (laughs) she wasn't dead and that Honey was alive. But I was disappointed that he was alive. And being the same piece of shit that he (laughs) was from the beginning. Uh, Gross. Yeah, yeah. So gross. Also, I not- was like looking. Oh, go ahead. I was just say, did you notice that the drive-in theater was showing Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman? I didn't. I, I did I not notice that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I, I did not I notice that. that. I I was literally only looking at her head, like pot, like looking over the little <laughs> screen. Um, but I was actually looking into um the cast a little bit. And I saw this like really sad story, and I don't think we talked about it last time, but it, uh, no, we couldn't have talked about it last time because it's a different cast. Duh. But um, the woman in this movie who played um, Honey, she died in her apartment. Sorry, my dog is screaming at me. Shush. She died in her apartment and then wasn't found for like a year. Um, I think that has to be the other, the Honey in the original. Oh, was it? So not, oh, I think you're not, right. Because this, this honey is still alive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the original. Um, Vickers, something Vickers. Um, yeah, she was found. She was found like a year, like in 2011, by her neighbor, uh, and she had been dead oh. for that whole year, just in her apartment. I was like, that is so sad. Yeah, I guess it was the original. I also saw something about how the original um, was in an episode of Johnny Bravo, and I couldn't remember if we talked about that also. <laughs> um, Johnny Bravo, hey, that little mama. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he like gr- like gets really giant, and then he's like walking by these two people, and they're looking at um, they're like in line for the movies or something. And they're looking at a poster that's like an Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman poster, and he's like, "How ridiculous! There's no such thing as giants, but he's actually like a giant." Super funny, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it was the original, honey. Um, they don't know exactly when she died because it may have been uh, the uh, event Vickers. Uh, it may have been a whole year before she was found. That's so sad. That made me so sad. Yeah. Like a whole year. Um, like no so one checked on her for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Poor baby. 
Her mummified body, it says. Discovered by actress and neighbor Susan Savage. Uh, So there's going to be more of these. (laughs) I think we might have mentioned this last time. And I guess we will cover them. What? There's what do you mean? Uh, attack, oh, more fifty foot women. There's attack, attack of the fifty foot cheerleader. Oh. Attack something called. Uh, I don't know if this is available because this was ninety five. Attack of the sixty foot centerfold. Wow. Um, there's a more recent thing called Attack of the fifty foot cam girl. And then there's a series of three giantess movies. Most of this stuff is on either Tubi or Pluto or both. And um, they look terrible. (laughs) I haven't watched the entirety of any of them. I've watched like a few minutes uh, of some of them. Giantess Attack. There's this Giantess Attack series. Uh, Giantess Attack, Giantess Attack, and Mecha Fembot. Oh, um, there's a third one, I think. Giantess Battle Attack. I think it's the third one. A giantess Attack Year Zero. These are full moon productions. So, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, they're going to be terrible. Yeah, this one was actually pretty good, especially in comparison to like. I mean, the original, I liked it and I like enjoyed it but it wasn't a very good movie you know what i mean like everyone was pretty insufferable except for the butler who wasn't even in this movie but i did feel like this movie was leaps and bounds better than that one uh so honeybee what are you gonna rate attack of the 50 foot woman i damn i'm gonna say i feel like it's like not quite good enough to be a four, but not bad enough to be a three. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like a low uh-huh. four for me. Maybe like a high three, low four, like a 3.8, 3.9, something like that. I did like it. I did like it, but it was also just like, ah, you know, it was okay. It was really good in comparison to the other one. Um, So, yeah, I guess maybe like a, a soft four, a soft four, a hard three, you know, somewhere around there. Uh, I think I gave it a three. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was it was okay. You know, Daryl Hannah's uh nice. So so hot. She's so hot, and her voice is like just so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so nice and sweet and hot. Oh. Okay. I, I I just so, like I had a crush yeah. on her I like I, when she was a mermaid and so like to see her again I was like oh my god uh-huh. I love Did her you so see much Roxanne uh uh-uh, uh I didn't you never maybe seen I will though mm mm <laughs> uh that's from 1987 it is a modern version I think it's uh Daryl Hannah let me yep it's Daryl Hannah it's a modern version of Cyrano. With Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah. Uh, Which if you've never seen Cyrano, you should see that. Yep, never seen it. Huh. That was one of those things that was on HBO just constantly. Mm. So there you go. Oh, I forgot she was in Blade Runner. Of course she was in Blade Runner. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I guess that'll wrap it up for today. 
folks. Next week, we'll start our third season with Godzilla 2000 Millennium. We will be entering the Millennium era of Godzilla movies. So we're going to call it season Finally, uh, if you didn't hood. watch it yet, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman is on YouTube. I think it's there unofficially. For some reason, it's not on HBO. And uh, Godzilla 2000 you can find on Tubi or Pluto or both. Let me check. Let me yeah. check. Whichever one of I, them has I the think Godzilla also. I think also you can rent it like uh, for like two bucks on Prime. I think it's Prime. It might be YouTube, hmm. but it was a cheap option. This says uh, Hulu. It says it's on Hulu. It's oh, not okay. showing me that it's on. It's not showing that it's on uh, Tubi or Pluto, but one of them has a Godzilla channel, and I thought this is one of the ones that was on there. So check around. You should be able to find it without too much trouble. All right, folks, that'll do it for tonight. Thank you for joining us. Please follow us on all the things and rate and review us on all the things and consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MMFTG. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to take that again. Hey, it's me. Stop. Shut up. Shut up. What the? What the? <laughs> <laughs> I was like all of a sudden just like a woman just like talking into that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It was a commercial. Okay. Uh yeah, apparently it's on Hulu. Uh consider Thanks. supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MMFTG and find the links to all our things at MMFTG.com. Until next week, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Yeah, baby. Hiya. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Don't, don't, don't.